everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of the Daughter and Pops podcast, including our special guest today, Liv Legend. She will be joining in with us and saying her thoughts as well. Pops, let's get right into it. Anything to say before we get started? Three-headed monster today. We got Liv Legend here. Got to bring the heat. Bring the heat. Speaking of the heat, let's just kind of mix it up a little bit. Let's talk about yesterday's oh, NBA. Oh man, that was an intense game. That ending, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Who was it more intense for, the players or the refs? I don't know. <laughs> I think the refs might have gotten fired after that game, honestly. They deserve to be. So the Heat ended up winning the game 116-114. to 114. There was two late calls, one of them being on the Miami Heat. Chris Middleton was shooting a three-pointer. Gordon Dragic was standing straight up, and I know Doris Burke um, totally disagreed with that call, just like you and I, Pops, and he made all three free throws. The Heat came down, the, uh, they fouled him, and then they mounted the ball from half court after the timeout. They got it to Jimmy Butler, and he went up. Giannis touched him with 0.1 seconds left on the clock right after the ball released out of his hands. And uh, they called a foul. He had two free throws with nobody on the court. Well, nobody in the line. So it was pretty intense. Pops, what do you have to say about it? I thought it was a well-played game. I thought it was a little bit of an anticlimactic in. I think the referees need to occasionally put their whistles in their pockets and let the players yeah, play. Yeah, um, But that said, I got to give you a lot of credit. You said Miami was going to win this series. I said that whoever won game one would win just based on the pressure. Um, and it appears like, it appears like Milwaukee is in a lot of trouble. Miami's played so well in the bubble. Now Milwaukee's got to win four out of the next five. Right? Man, that's, that's going to be rough. Um, you know... Milwaukee, to me, their bench, where's their bench? Exactly. Right? George Hill had 14. No one else had more than six. Patrick Connington, non-factor. And I, that hurts to say that for me. <laughs> Vincenzo, only eight minutes. Um, you know, Wesley Matthews, 30 minutes, four points as a starter. That's not going to get it done. Um, <laughs> you know, Eric Bledsoe, he seems to not play well in the postseason. Um, yeah, he didn't have a very good postseason last year. Last right? year, even Giannis has a negative seven plus minus differential. So, you know, there's definitely some some problems for Milwaukee. And then I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to pass this. This is a question for Live Legend. I was going to ask a question too. Go ahead, pops. <clears throat> Everyone's been saying that if Giannis and the Bucks don't make it to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, and more likely the NBA Finals, that Giannis might leave. Milwaukee and go to another team there are a lot of rumors right now of Giannis going to the Golden State Warriors with the Splash Brothers any thoughts on that um, I don't I don't think that it would be good for Giannis just to go to the Warriors um, I just can't really see the Warriors jersey on him. <laughs> um, I don't think 
it it might help the Warriors a little bit more, but just because he's big and he can get the rebounds, but at the same time, I th I think he's perfectly fine on the uh, Bucks. Wow, I'm shocked that she said that, Tati. Well, for me, I know that earlier in the year before the season started, which seemed like years ago. <laughs> Um, I know that there's talks or like pictures of him having like Knicks jerseys on, Warriors jerseys on. Um, so I feel like that's interesting. I feel like as Pops would always say that for there's about there would be a total of four stars on there: Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Giannis, and then you add in Draymond Green as well. As Pops would always say, there's only one ball. So I feel like he would get a ton of rebounds for all the shots that Steph and Clay take. But I think he's so used to being the star on the team that he's not going to be able to fit in very well. But I could see him going to the Warriors. Well, there would definitely be some changes for Golden State in order to acquire Giannis. And I think Draymond would be one of the pieces that would be leaving. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, okay, fair enough. Just a little bit of talk there. And in the other NBA game, another game seven, you got the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm going to let you go first on this one, Tati, recapping it. Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the ending of this game either. I feel like both all, like, what was it, six refs should get fired from both games. Um, I know that there was one point in the game where I think it was Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook, and Schroeder uh, got a charging foul, and he was picked up the ball and gave it to the refs. And Russell Westbrook uh, slapped it out of his hands and started yelling at the refs. But the refs didn't do anything about it. And in my opinion, that should have been a technical foul, if not like an ejection. That should have been at least something. Okay. Right? All right. Um, okay. But you can make that o claim. OKC is, um, I don't know. I know that the Rockets won the game 104-102. They're moving on to play the Lakers on, I'm pretty sure, Saturday. Friday. Friday. And OKC was coming up clutch, but then uh, Dork got that ball. He shot it. Harden got that amazing block, which um, I saw a couple people were comparing that to the Manu Ginobili block that he got in 2017. Oh, good one. And then when Dort tried to throw it off of him, he jumped up. So that was an amazing defensive play from James Harden. And in my opinion, he, he even said it. He played terribly on offense, but that he made a winning play there at the end. That he did. I, uh, before we go to live, I mean, James Harden making a great defensive play. Yeah. What other signs do you need that 2020 is a weird year? Yeah, right? Liv, any thoughts on that game? You watched the ending. I mean, the ending was just what Tati said, the great play by uh, James Harden. I thought that if he did just stay still, the, the, the ball would go off, off of him. And I'm just still wondering what would have happened if the Thunder got the ball back. I wonder if they would win. Okay. How well, come I the was, Thunder didn't call timeout? That's exactly and what I was And how come in the game say. before that we talked about between Milwaukee and the Heat, how come, how come there wasn't a timeout called there? Okay, so I, like, have not been a huge fan of the coaches currently because in the last couple of seconds of games, they're not calling any timeouts when they have one. 
Obviously, that happened in the last two games yesterday. But even going all the way back to the next Ra Nets Rappers game, like why didn't Brooklyn's coach call a timeout? And that makes no sense to me. Speaking of the Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nets coach, uh, Steve Nash just got hired for their head coach. What are your thoughts on that, pops? I think it's a perfect. I think that's a great fit for them. I like it. I like it a great deal. I think that. Uh, Credit to Steve Nash for keeping it quiet that he wanted to be a head coach. Um, obviously, um, you know I'm not a fan of Kyrie Irving. I'm not really the greatest fan of Kevin Durant. Both of those players, from a chemistry standpoint, I think Steve <laughs> Nash. I think that's a great hire for them. And obviously, those two players wanted him there. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. Exactly. Going back to the game when Chris Paul um, lost control of that ball and almost turned it over with about eight seconds to go. I don't understand how come. Uh, Billy Donovan didn't call time out there. I, I thought that was uh, a major mistake. Um, they got a lot of time to think about that. But for me, I want to credit Houston. Um, they're the one that won the game. Anytime you win a game seven, it's hard. Uh, so credit that team. And then I actually find it uh, motivating for for the Rockets. If that score would have been 137 to 133, that would make a lot of sense. Most people would say that's how the Rockets play. Uh, ever since they got... Reddit Clint Capella, they've been playing fast and they're trying to go as fast as possible. Who would have thought that they'd win a game in the low hundreds, um, a defensive type of game? So it's a sign of a championship team when you can win in a variety of ways. Houston showed that in Game 7, especially when you consider I've been one of the big, biggest advocates for the Thunder because they're the most clutch team in the NBA, Definitely. but yet in a close game, the team that was actually the most clutch was the Houston Rockets in Game 7. Yep. Two other quick points for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Dort, amazing. What he right? did in Game 7 going plus you know 30 points, unbelievable. He, along with what Chris Paul did this year, totally changes the long-term and short-term plans for the Thunder. If Dort continues to play like this on offense they actually have a championship-level team going into next year. So I know they leave the bubble inspired. Last point, let's talk about the opposite of inspired. I'm definitely disappointed. Danilo Gallinari, he had a team-worse minus 18-point difference, uh, plus-minus. He was awful, and he's arguably their second, third-best player on the team. He failed to show up for Game 7. So that loss to me is on him combined with the inefficiency of Dennis Schroeder who went 5 of yes. 17 from the field, took some questionable shots, and hindsight being 2020, um, I think that the Thunder in this instance, honestly, I think they choked. Yeah, I feel like Dennis Schroeder was the main key in them choking. So I totally agree with that. Well, let's get started on the games today because... All right. We're going. Let's go quickly. Let's stay in the NBA, and then we'll finish with our WNBA. Sounds okay? good. So first game up. Live your first. Okay? We got the Boston Celtics and the Toronto, don't call them the Tornado Rappers Raptors. The Celtics are up 2-0. Celtics are up 2-0. to This is game three. Toronto's currently favored by two points. They're still favored. They open up as a one-point favorite, currently minus two. Total of 214 up to 217. Liv, who do you got? Does Boston go up 3-0, or does the Toronto Raptors close it to 2-1? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with the Raptors. Raptors. Okay. Raptors. There it is. You heard it from Liv. Legend. Tati? I'm going with the Celtics. 
I don't think that the Celtics are going to sweep the Raptors, Rappers, but I do think that they are going to win one more game. Rappers, they're especially going to be fighting back in game, what will it be, four? So after this one, they'll definitely be fighting back in that one to win that game. Okay. But I don't think they're going to sweep them. You know, I've actually been on Boston in every single game in the playoffs. Except for this one. Except for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe that Toronto wins this game. Um, it's really hard, and I know it's the playoffs. It's really hard to show up and have your absolute best performance and win games every single time. Toronto, this is the spot for them. They will win today. Second well, game. Well, hopefully I win because I'm the only one that said the Celtics. Yeah. Well, well on the good. podcast. Okay, let's go, Liv. You and I versus Tati. Okay. Next game up, Clippers, Nuggets. Game one, Western Conference semis. Clippers are a fairly big favorite over the Nuggets, and that's specifically because most people think Denver's exhausted. Liv, who do you got tonight, the Clippers or the Nuggets? I'm going to go with... Um... The Clippers. Okay. Any reason why? Well, I just think that with all the players on their team, I kind of feel like the Clippers are a little bit more fast, faster than the Nuggets. Um, I just feel like they're more fast-paced on the fast breaks. Um, fast, fast, fast. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think. Okay. Tati. Well, for me, I could, I understand why the Nuggets would be tired, but then again, if you think about it, in Denver, that's the higher elevation, so they're also used to their cardio. Yeah. And they had like, what was it, two days rest? No, one day. One rest. day, thirty-six hours. But I mean, and this is at a six. This is a six o'clock game, so, you know, I'm still gonna go with the Clippers, but with the Nuggets being tired, I don't think. Well, with the Nuggets, when people are saying that they're tired, I don't think they are. I think mentally they're exhausted, but I think most people are that are still in the bubble. They've been away from home for a long time. Um, I lean Clippers in game one. Um, I think it's going to be tough for Denver emotionally. They looked exhausted in game seven. Uh, They let out a lot of emotion. Uh, I could see a letdown here. And with the Clippers being so strong on their bench... um, I think it, the the Clippers are going to be coming at the Nuggets in waves, and it's going to be hard for Denver to to. They're going to have their moments in this game, but for 48 straight minutes, and that's what it would take for them to beat the Clippers. I just don't see it tonight. Last thing about the NBA before we move forward, and Tati, I'm passing it all over to you. Is <laughs> in Game Sevens, if you noticed the last the last two days, uh, the totals, the games went way under the posted total, uh, and, so, and so just remember that. And it kind of reminds me of back in my day. And, and for any of the dads that are listening to this show with their daughters, which hopefully there's a few of them out there, um, is that it reminds me of basketball played in our day where it's, it's mostly defense. Uh, defense wins championships. That's what the old yep. adage used to be. Tati? Definitely. We're done with the NBA. We oh, switched it up today. Hey. We're halfway through. We're 15 minutes in. What we got on the, in the WNBA? Okay, so for the first game of the day, we have the Atlanta Dream, <laughs> who are 4-13, and 13. Against the New York Liberty, who are two and fourteen. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this could be a sweep. Uh, not a sweep. I'm thinking of the NBA playoffs right now. I feel like this can be a blowout. Um, I just New York. They've started to play a little bit better, but 
I'm I'm still going with the dream. I mean, I don't see how you could take the opposite side. Okay, so Atlanta opened up minus five, currently minus six and a half uh, over New York. Total 167. It's gone down to 166. For me, obviously, these are a battle of two teams that were projected to be at the very bottom of the 12 team standings. Um, but again, Atlanta, they're inspired anytime Carter takes the court with them. At the same time, the Liberty, they've had a couple of moments, uh, but they did, they did, uh, and they have been playing, they've been playing okay. Again, if we go back, Chicago, they beat them. Vegas, they lost by 17, but they were a 16.5 point underdog. Last game against Connecticut, they only lost by five. So I can make the case that, I don't, I don't know if the Dream should be favored by six and a half points is what I'm trying to say. Um, that said, I do like Atlanta to win the game. Um, I, I would not be surprised though, when you have two really bad teams and they have nothing to play for, you often see a high scoring game. It's a chance to maybe pad some stats. So I like the I like the dream a little bit. I also like the over. Who do you got? I mean, to me, to me, this could turn into your track meet game, and it's going to be could. an underrated game. So please give us some DFS plays, Tati. Well, first off, the last time these two teams played um, was very earlier in the season, but the dream won eighty-four to seventy-eight. So it was more of a closer game. Um, so for the DraftKings side, I feel like. Elizabeth Williams was the was up at the very top for the first like month. They, she was the highest price DraftKings player on the Dream. Now she's all the way down to seven thousand seven hundred. And in my opinion, this would be the game for her to step up and do something for her team to help her show what she can do now. So I could see her doing something in this game. I know that Glory Johnson, she's 5,500 today. She went for like 20-something points in her last game. She's going to be way overrated. I personally don't like taking her from the DraftKings standpoint. And I learned that the hard way. <laughs> um, and then, like I said from the last time, Courtney Williams has pretty good, decent stats. But I'm going with Kennedy Carter. She's 8,600. I said she'd be overrated in the last game, and she was. She still went for like 23, and I feel like she'll be a little bit less owned today. So, I like her from the dream standpoint. From the Liberty, I've been surprised by <laughs> Jasmine Jones. She's 7,300 today, and she's came out as one of the Liberty stars. I still am staying away from Amanda Zowie B because some of the teams have really strong forwards so i'm staying away from her and i know kia nurse had a good game in this last one another one is that <laughs> pops and in the they the liberty picked up paris kia she's 5300 um she was a free agent they signed her i think just like last week and then all of a sudden she came in and is now in the starting lineup. It's like, what the heck? Um, so she's been playing pretty decent for the Liberty. I think that um, is what had some closer games. What is her name? Paris Kia. Gotcha. Yeah, it's an interesting name. Okay. Well, that's I, I don't really have anything to say about that because I don't know those names of those players. <laughs> Flip the page. Flip it. Okay. 
Next up, we have the Las Vegas Aces, who are 12 and 4, against the Connecticut Sun, who are 8 and 9. The last time these two teams played each other, it was 99 to 78 Las Vegas. And in this, um, today the Connecticut Sun, I feel like it'll be a little bit more of a, I don't want to say more of a blowout, but Jasmine Thomas is out, their other point guard. So, you think that has a role for the Connecticut Sun on what they're going to do? Pops? Thank you, Tati. So, the Aces <laughs> opened up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, okay? That alone scares me for Las Vegas. The five-and-a-half opening number is obviously a scary number. The total is 161, and it's currently up to 161-and-a-half. That also scares me for the Aces. Connecticut plays lower-scoring games. Their focus and emphasis is on defense. This is a low total for the Aces. So side and total scares me for the aces. Okay, the next thing. You just alluded to the game when they played uh, earlier this season. That was only five games ago. That was on August 20th. Connecticut was a six and a half point underdog and they lost by 21 points. Blowout. So then you tell me, Tati, why today, if they were a six and a half point underdog and lost by 21 about 10 days ago, why are they now only a five-and-a-half-point underdog? Yeah, I don't really know. And they have another one of the like their third-best player out. Right, see? And so I'm going to tell you why, Tati. Oh, no. Because the Connecticut Sun are going to beat the Aces tonight. The Connecticut Sun will win this game. That's my hot take today. I'm dropping the mic. The Connecticut Sun to beat the Las Vegas Aces today. <laughs> Liv, any thoughts on that? Liv has been watching the same game over and over again from the Aces. So, Liv, you should have some knowledge about the Aces. Um, you should. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a lot of just big players. They they have Angel McCautry. Wow. They, Liv just spit, spitting dimes. <laughs> um, Keep in mind, guys, she's only nine years old. Yeah. They <laughs> and have, she doesn't have any notes. No, she doesn't. Yeah, She's not paint. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're, they have Asia Wilson. Nice. So, <laughs> I mean, I think Asia Wilson, Wilson uh, she, she's actually pretty tall. She's big. She's, I would say she's actually pretty fast. I like how she sees the court. Um, so, I mean, the Aces, I just think they're, 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 uh, they're a really fast-paced uh, team. Okay, Liv, legend. Well, speaking of Asia Wilson, she's 10,700 in DraftKings today. And from the Aces standpoint, I know I always say this, but it's kind of hard to take players from the Aces. And I've never said this before, but I'm actually kind of leaning towards Angel McCautry at 8,500. I feel like this could be her type of game. Um, I know she plays pretty well in the lower scoring games and when it's like defensive. So I kind of like her in this game. From the Connecticut Sun, obviously Brianne January is going to get some more minutes as well as Natisha Heidman. So with those two playing together, they've, they're rarely on the court at the same time. So that'll be interesting. Um, 
Obviously, the bigs, I like to cancel them out against each other because Alyssa Thomas and Asia Wilson, that's a pretty fair matchup. And they're just about the same player. So, I mean, that cancels them out. What do you think DeWanna Bonner is going to do today, Pops? Nothing. I'm, I'm sorry. She's with Connecticut. She's going to go off. <laughs> She's going to go off. All I know is the Connecticut Sun are going to win this game. Okay. That's then, all I know. Okay, let's flip the page. Next up, we have... The Indiana Fever against the Phoenix Mercury. All right, so sounds good. Hey, did I mention that the Connecticut Sun are going to beat the Aces tonight? No, you've only mentioned it about five times. Phoenix Mercury, <laughs> minus six opening favorite, currently minus six and a half, total 170 and a half. I got Last no time. thoughts on this game because I don't like Indiana. I don't know much about Phoenix, and all I'm thinking about is the Sun from Connecticut. The <laughs> Sun from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> well, Connecticut Sun, they're going to beat the Aces. I don't know if you, I heard told you yet. No, that's about the sixth time. <laughs> this is supposed to be the track meet game of the day. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I actually kind of do because in this last game, the Fever won 106 to 100. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was only like the third game of the season. Okay. Um, obviously, the Mercury have put, been playing different. Okay. And Pops was very fired up about the Sun. You could just tell. And you got so right now, I, for our listeners, because we want you to get to know these kids as much as possible, right? <laughs> and I just want you guys to understand, we brought Liv Legend off the bench here with no notes. She's in here writing. They got the baby sister, Lily Buckets, Lily if you haven't Buckets, seen her on the Instagram. Unicorn. Okay, so we've got a bunch of painting going all over the place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Jennifer, the mom, comes down, and now she's <laughs> dancing. So literally, while Tati's talking, there's a, a full-fledged dance party. Dance in, battle. In, where, where we're recording this right now. Anybody want to say anything? Lily? No? Okay. Well, she's wearing her unicorn shirt today. Unfortunately, the Mavs, and they're out. But. <laughs> okay, what do we got, Tati? Um, so for the Mercury, they're obviously a different team now. Um, they lost Brianna, Bria Hartley, Brittany Griner, which Pops is still on that. I don't want to say he's on a bandwagon, but he's he thinks that Brittany Griner leaving has helped the Mercury. Absolutely. Ask uh, the Aces. <laughs> Diana Taurasi has definitely stepped up. And, you know, I mean, she's a key player in them winning right now. From the Fever... Candace Dupree is questionable with the back situation. And uh, honestly, now we have a dog in here. I mean, what else do we need to bring? <laughs> yeah, let's get moving. Um, and so, Candace Dupree, I don't think she'll play today with the back injury. So, that leaves Natalie Chama. I think T.R. McCowan's going to have a big game today. 7,400. Well, she should have a big game. She's a big player. Exactly. Well, I have nothing else to say. Um, anybody else? Yeah, take the Connecticut Sun today. Oh I'm my telling gosh. you, okay? You're going to have a bright if, and sunny day. If Pop says it seven times, you better take them. <laughs> I got one last thing for you guys. Okay. Okay? Today's the official start of the college football season. I love me some college football. Always have, always will. Um, the two games today, I know everyone that's listening already knows all four teams. You got UAB hosting Central Arkansas, and you've got Southern Miss hosting South Alabama. Woo! Those are some Alabama. names for you. So, uh, college football, some teams are playing this fall, some teams aren't. Welcome to the pandemic. Right. If you look at Pop's notes, man, he's got like three filled pages with just numbers and numbers and numbers of the tennis going on. Tennis, the U.S. Open has been a great event so far, a lot of fun. 
Yes, hope you guys it have has. a great day. I appreciate you guys all listening in. Hope Thank you. Guys you. Had fun. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 31 of the Daughter and Pops podcast, including our special guest, Liv Legend. Everybody have a great day today, and we'll see you all later.